Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey, day two. It's exciting. I've got LaVosia Cornerstone. We're going to discuss and have been talking about his troubled childhood. He was actually a rapper. We're going to talk about his relationship with God. And he's the founder of Just Grow the Heck Up. He's an incredible real estate advisor based out of Houston. And you guys, please stay tuned for issues that will affect you and your family and will help you on your journey. On day two of the Victor Mark Show. You know, one of the things that I've seen is there are a lot of young men. I've had so many say, hey, look, I, I didn't have a dad, but I'm learning things from you, from the posts you make or the videos you do. That's just the reality that we have. So I think there are a lot of hungry young men and women out there that are saying, well, just lead me well. Be the example. Right. Uh, and they love authenticity, right? They're, they're right. tired of the... And, I, man, I apologize on behalf of my generation where people weren't transparent. They just they made their lives out to be all that in a bag of chips. Uh, many still do. Right. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, I, I remember I was a young Christian in the Marine Corps, and I looked right at a, a pastor who I was going to hmm. the church. I was like, so uh, what's the deal with uh, masturbation? And he goes, hmm. I mean, he, he froze up. I was right. like, <laughs> right. He wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did, did I say something wrong? Right. I said, I'm a new Christian. What? And he's like, well, well, you know, uh, and I'm, uh, that's why you got so many people struggling with porn because right. they simply don't understand. It's like I said at a, a men's conference, I said, Hey man, your challenge isn't with porn. Your challenge is masturbation using porn as a, as a way wow uh, some of you guys yeah some of you guys out there struggling with uh prostitutes that's not love that's not the, i mean you're and i tell women don't let a guy masturbate in you and pay you hmm. you're, you're way more valuable than that wow so i think sexuality is such an incredibly beautiful thing i struggled with it because of child abuse and all that type of weirdness right but i worked through it and it's one of the things that plagues our nation. And if there were dads who would just speak into young men's lives and go, hey, this is what you're going to come up to. And um, I love my wife. She's one of the most healthy sexual communicators. And to her credit, and she's thankful, she did not get abused. She didn't suffer, which can taint your approach. But she would always point out that the beauty the God-inspired aspect of intimacy, the healthiness of it, uh, right, the benefits of it. So those who are watching and listening, you've got to reach out to people in this area. You've got to read hmm. books, watch videos like you uh, – and that's the one thing I do love about this younger generation. The subject matter expert better be squared away with true life and living because they'll do this. Let me just see if what you said is true. Right, Bang. right in front of you. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Try that again, you liar. 
Yeah. And you know, I, I think of what you said, even about the transparency, it's almost like I just had a thought. It almost seems like that's part of why the pendulum is swung. The generation before was so secretive. They guarded their emotions. We don't feel, we don't think nothing hurts us. Nothing bothers us. I can understand why the pendulum swings and there's an open embrace towards these men that are like feelings all over the place. Can't get out of their feelings. Can't be disciplined. I just, you know, here's what I feel all the time. And so, you know, we, we have some work to do, brother. I love that you see that and you articulate it so well. I, I'm grateful for the truth and, you know, I've not given up on this next generation or the generation after that. If anything, Amen. I stopped complaining about them because, you know, old older folds can sit around and, you know, that's been going on since the beginning of time. Right. But I look at young people as future leaders, moms, dads, politicians, wow. spiritual leaders, Amen. businessmen. And I tell folks, hey, the, the older you get, the more you realize you have a responsibility or you should realize you have a responsibility to help reach, encourage, lift up the arms. Now, sometimes what we say, what I say to younger men can be offensive to them. I recently told a young man, I said, Hey, I can tell you're struggling with manhood and it's probably uh, something that you want, uh, but there's no easy way to get there. Wow. It's hard. And you have to be willing to endure, do the harder things, make the harder choices in life, which start with self-denial. Wow. Nobody talks about that anymore, you know? Indeed. It's like, we'll do it through sports. Or you were a rapper, remember? Right. Uh, musician. Think of the hours that you put in. Right. Think of the uh, countless hours you're writing, you're trying to get perfection. So it's mm -hmm. in us, but in the way of developing ourselves spiritually, emotionally, and physically, uh, we have to be willing to make sacrifices, plain and simple. And, and Victor, and listen, it goes back to that image thing, because how many men, I've never been a sports fan, but I know the hunger of a, trying to achieve a goal, and sports resonates with me for that reason. Why do so many men uh, uh, revere athletes and champions, and they can tell you what these athletes and champions have done to be champions. And they will argue with you like cheerleaders for why, who, who's the better champion and have no hunger to be a champion in their own lives or attain victory over their own selves and self-mastery. It's like, because we've learned to live vicariously through these quote unquote champions and idols. And now, so we like, hey, I got the best idol. Right. Because we don't really have to do any of the work Jordan did. We don't really have to mimic the discipline it takes to be a champion in our personal lives. I just get to live the fantasy, the video game fantasy, living it out through this other champion. So we know what it takes to be a champion, but we much prefer to take the glory from someone else's wins. Like it's like, you know, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. No, you're not. You're going to your friend's house to watch the Super Bowl on TV and eat Buffalo wings. He's going to the Super Bowl. That's so good. I mean, yesterday on Instagram, I made a post about uh, who heads up my security detail, my personal, I don't want to say bodyguard, but he, he is. And you know him, Jeff right. Brothers. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And so I posted a little video. I'm doing a little hype for him, uh, which because, you know, he's the most quiet you know, dude. And, uh, Gentle natured in his presentation. Right, right. right. Just would not want to hurt a, a flea. 
but yet can break a man in half. Right. And, uh, and halves. But it was funny because somebody responded, you know, yeah, you put him against so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he wouldn't stand a chance. I'm like, this guy doesn't even know Jeff. What? He, he, wow. And I'm not going to put all of his accolades out there. You know, 15-time national world champion. Uh, all these all these things. And uh, right. I, I tried to explain to the guy, well, for personal security detail, you have to have a lot more than just a little bit of ring experience, you know, uh, which right. you assume that he doesn't already, but you better know how to drive body armor, hmm. communications, wow. medical liaison for logistics, uh, uh, shooting multiple platforms of weapons to be able to verbally diffuse a situation to move the principal out, have an exit strategy for every situation, no exits, Check somebody in underneath their different name. I mean, it just, the list goes on and on and on and on and on, wow. right? Right. But this guy wrote this stuff and, and man, inside I'm thinking, dude, all you need to know is that Jeff could crush you in a heartbeat. Right. So, yeah. right. He could crush you though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that that's all you have to be concerned. Get back to your, get back right. to your mom's basement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So it's uh, that's one of our goals is we here at the Leadership Training Center, we love making champions of life. How did that weekend impact you, brother? Uh, I'm still working on it. I'm I'm still working on it. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've had things that are still haunting me at 40 years old and I'm still fighting them. I'm just now developing the tenacity and perseverance to understanding like, oh, fighting these things is part of the lifestyle. It's not... I don't fight until I get over this. Like I have to be a fighter. Okay. I have to condition myself differently. Okay. Okay. So it's like when you try to, I've learned my personal experience, whenever you try to move something small in your life, your life is usually so tightly wound that if you say, okay, well, uh, uh, I want to start going to gym in the morning. Oh, well, if you want to go to gym in the morning, I got to eat earlier. Ah, oh, man. If I eat earlier, that means I got a meal prep. Ah, shucks. If I meal prep, that means I got a budget when I go to, so when you try to move one thing in your life, and you realize how much it's going to take to move that thing, it can be discouraging. But I've now come to embrace that, oh, that is the way. I've now come to embrace that that is the way to victory. I love it. You know what? It's the small things done consistently that make the big differences. And it's not sexy. And, and ain't nobody applauding you. But your biggest motivation oftentimes will be should be god first you probably your family second amen knowing i'm doing this and then third when you accomplish stuff that you know was difficult for you you should celebrate it and go dang i i just did that right i did that i, I love what dennis prager says the only self-esteem that's worth anything is the kind you earn oh the kind you, the kind of self-esteem because someone gave you a fourth or fifth place trophy or just included you in the hurrah, that's not worth anything at the end of the day. Yeah, it it, it can kind of make you feel worse. So yeah, yeah. I remember when the years that we were teaching children martial arts, and uh, you know, they would have to earn a stripe. And back in the day, you know, it was pretty difficult. And we appreciate those people who continue to hold the standard, where. I would look at people, kids, then adults, but I'd go, look, I don't measure you by your victories. I measure you how you handle defeat. Do you 
get up? Wow. Do you, you know, case in point, Jeff Crothers, when he was young, because uh, I started training him, I think he was like seven or eight, and he actually hmm. turns 40 this week. Wow. I know. But I remember him at a, his first <laughs> tournament, he's dragging his belt, and he's like, can you, I don't know, I forgot how to put it on. And he has wow. had lots of uh, learning disabilities that he has never used an excuse. But I remember wow, he was horrible. <laughs> he was horrible. <laughs> and, right. and, and, but yet he seemed to be missing some DNA of ego. And he just wow. kept going, just kept doing. Kept, and I'll never forget, we were at the World Championships, and he's dragging a World Championship trophy behind him. I was dealing with some other students, and he's a little kid. Right. The trophy towers him. Tell him to drag right. it. He drags it, stands it up, and he goes, hey, Mr. Marks. I said, hey, Jeff. And I said, how did you do? You can see this monster trophy behind right. him, right? He just won right. the, this title. He goes, I I did okay. I, I did my best. I'm wow. like, good for you. And then I noticed the trophy. I said, oh, oh, look at that brass. Wow. I guess they recognize you. Wow. There are times I've seen them win a national title in a certain division and same thing. And I've said, hey, how did you do? Because I don't care about the trophy. I'm asking him. Mm-hmm. How did you? And he would say, I didn't do my best. Mm. I said, how does that make you feel? Well, I just want to. I'll try harder. I'll work on it. Wow. I taught him excellence for who you are and what you do is more important than what people recognize you with. And that's why he's head of my security team. That's why he's been with me all over the world. That's why if I'm in a room with guys who want to get weird, he'll hurt feelings. He'll hurt some feelings getting me out. People go to Instagram. You can check out the video uh, of him doing a little demonstration. It's one of the few I've ever posted because he likes his privacy and so do I. But since he's turning 40, I thought I'm going to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Very cool. Shout Shout out to Jeff. Yeah, right on. So, look, as we start to wrap this up, you actually are in the Houston area, and you do real estate advising. Yes, sir. I'm a real estate advisor. Okay. How can people engage your services? Because listening to you talk, you know, in the world of real estate, people need someone they can trust. Yes, sir. Uh, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? Uh, my phone name, dot com, LavoisierCornerstone.com. And if you spell it right, you can find me on any social media platform by the same name. If you want to discuss real estate, I teach kids computer science, coding, and chess as well, and entrepreneurship. Anything you want to connect with me about, I'd be more than happy to bust it up with you. Could you spell your first name? Sure. L-A-V as in vehicle, O-I-S as in Sam, I-E-R, LavoisierCornerstone. Dot com and cornerstone is common spelling. Folks, don't miss the opportunity to have someone who's lived the life, is living it, understands failure and success, and has a heart to give back and to help build up. Uh, man, I love it. Thank you, sir. So at the end of every one of our broadcasts, and I've had you on for two days, and I am so thankful that you hung around for two broadcasts. So I asked these two questions, brother, because as you know, 
a lot of life is based on perception. So what right. is your perception of my wife and I or our ministry and what we do? What's your perception? What would you tell people? Well, I think that this is the decision I made and I never told you this and we don't, we haven't talked off, you know, outside of seeing each other. Right. And I saw in you and your wife things that I wanted to be a part of my life and my character, whether I never spoke to you again. Hmm. I watched you interact with me, my other people. I watched your responses. I listened to your wife. I would overhear things. And you just made an impression on me. Even when you talked earlier in the broadcast and one of our uh, exchanges, when you said, um, you know, talking about that model and that example, that was my impression of you guys. I said, I see in this group and these men, and particularly your wife as you spoke and interacted, I said, I see things in their marriage that I want in my marriage, whether I never speak to them again. And uh, that was my impression. Wow. Something like that humbles us greatly and yet motivates us and inspires us. Thank you, sir. To understand the responsibility that we have and uh, means a lot coming from you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. The second question, last question I always ask is, now, we're all going to die, and me and you have been around long enough to have friends, relatives, people we know mm. that passed on. Yes, sir. So there are people listening and watching right now. They don't really know what's going to happen, or they have ideas. What is your mm. idea? What happens to you when you die, and why do you believe it? Well, working backwards, I believe Jesus' account about the afterlife. And I believe that my encounter with Jesus was spiritual first and practical after. Um, I believe Jesus is reliable for a myriad of reasons, the way he lived, the way he taught, the way he died, uh, the evidence that he was a true historical figure in that. Uh, so many died for what they had proclaimed to see, not just for what they proclaimed to believe. So many died for proclaiming what they had seen. And uh, if, they, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then the disciples would have had to know. Uh, and people very rarely die for a lie that they know is a lie. But I didn't come to faith in Christ that way. I just wanted to know if God was real. So I prayed and I said, God, if you are real, I know you can speak for yourself. I said, you just need to show me something. And it wasn't arrogant. I wasn't beating my fists at the heavens. I just wanted to know if God was real. And I asked him to reveal himself to me in a way that was real and personal. And that was 20 years ago. And God led me on a journey. As I began to read the Bible for myself, there was no organ. There was no preacher pushing me down or anything like that. I just truly wanted the truth. And that's how I came to have faith in Jesus and what he said and taught about the afterlife. And I do believe that those who do not have a relationship with God uh, eternally perish in uh, separation from God, eternal fire, lake of fire, revelations one, two, and three type stuff. Now, Jesus could be wrong. But I would encourage anyone who loves the truth, uh, your eternity is at stake. Don't don't let it fall on a guess. If God is real, if he's a God that's worth his salt and he can reach out and speak for himself. And I would encourage anyone to inquire and say, God, if you are real, sincerely make yourself known to me. If God does not answer your sincere quest, request when you seek him, then that's his problem. And I believe that we serve a God that is that faithful. Mm. Love it. You know, I, I ask many people that question, uh, and not everyone has what I would call a surety of salvation. Um, hmm. They have ideas, they have thoughts, but all, oftentimes when I ask them, why do you believe that? They don't have a solid basis on hmm. what they believe. Uh, so I thank you for 
And I agree with you. I think the Bible is our authority. I I think the fulfilled prophecies prove the Bible's validity. Yes, sir. And and most people haven't given an honest, honest effort to just read it for themselves. I remember when I was reading the Bible one time, I was still in the was I, I was still in the Marine Corps because I got saved in the Marine Corps. I remember mm. reading the Bible and I stopped, put it down, and I just started laughing because I go, I'm mm. reading the Bible. And I like it. I cannot <laughs> believe this. This is tripping me out. I know right, me. Right. What am I doing? Right. Man, I should be clubbing right now, but I am, hey. I'm I'm enjoying this more. Victor, I'll, I'll tell you, I was selling crack cocaine in Brooklyn, New York, reading the Bible in between my bricks, falling in love with God and the scripture in a dirty, pissy staircase while counting drug money. So much so that I would go out into the street and while I was selling drugs, I would say, how many do you want? Service my customer while saying, you shouldn't be out here. God has a plan for you. And eventually conviction caught up with me, of course. But it was just overwhelming for me when I encountered the person of Christ in a real way. I love it. And I knew that his love for me was what he wanted to give to others. And I said, well, listen, I know he didn't show partiality or favoritism to me. If I wanted to know and I asked him and he showed up, if you ask him, he'll show up for you, too. Hey, folks, are you listening to this? This is a bonus. We typically don't give a bonus after the second question, <laughs> but you're getting a bonus. We're charging you double, people. Now, listen, this is free good stuff. You may, Hey, you may have just done a line. You may have just smoked a crack pipe. You may be rolling a doobie. Look, get into the Bible. I, I know right God's now. conviction doesn't crush without mercy and grace. It's actually love. And guys like us are living testimonies to the proof that God's not waiting to smash you, but actually draw you in as a loving father. And uh, we didn't have loving fathers. So you have to just trust God and open that Bible and read. Where would you tell someone to start reading? I would start with the book of John and Proverbs, the book of John, because it's the gospel encapsulated the book of Proverbs, because it gives you bite sized nuggets where you don't have to read chapters and chapters to get the truth in what it's saying. The book of John with the gospel and the book of Proverbs as well. You know, that's exactly what I tell people. And if you just love reading, uh, get crazy, get into Psalms or just read Psalms one every day, every day. Hey, you remind me of a, a fellow I met and spoke at a conference with. I just want to find out if you followed or read of any of his stuff. Vody Bakum. Oh, of course. I know Vody Bakum is. He's he's smashing critical race theory right now. Of course. Hey, that's the bonus on top of bonus. We really should be charging you at this point for this. Yeah, look up Vody Bakum. He just had heart surgery. Yeah, he's a hoss. Uh, and he's continuing one of the most brilliant minds today without compromise. Vody Bakum as an apologetist as uh, a teacher, um, and just an overall good guy. So check him out, Vody Bauckham. And again, I want to thank my guest, Lavoisier, on being here and sharing his life, being transparent about things, and for being a man that God wants him to be, for being a husband and a father, and for someone who never gives up. Thank you for being on the broadcast. Thank you for having me, sir. Appreciate you. Hey, so wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God. Full throttle. Now go get her done.
We'll see you next time on the Victor Mark Show. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.